outside, doesn't it? No, no glitching this week. Yeah, I think it's not been it's not been turned off for like a year. That phone, so <laughs> that's like the trick with most Apple products. If they start like flickering or like being faulty, just turn it off, turn it on again. Like, cause the that that versatile and durable. The just a little a little reset will do them. Little reset. You got someone in the control room definitely turning off. Yeah, yeah. Just like five years old. Making it glitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. You need a new one, but then they must have checked like whose phone it was. You're like, ah, oh, it's the Jim's phone. James and Martin need that, so you better like give them another year out of it. To be fair, this phone has been an absolute warrior. Because um, if if you know me, you know I go through phones like faster than I go through pairs of undies. Like very uh, quite clumsy breaking them. I'm surprised that this one has lasted as long as it has. Um, Got like a super protective case on it. You can see the inside; it's all cracked. I thought that was designed. Mm. Um, um, and like the tempered glass thing on the front, which I feel like years ago when phone salesmen were trying to sell them to me, I always thought that they were having me on that it was going to save the phone screen, but it actually really does. It's um, something that I really regret could have saved me like literally thousands of pounds. Like you know what he was saying. Mm, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, 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 just give me the phone. None of that, none of, none of that extra nonsense. Because sometimes what would happen is you'd go in, start, try and sign up for a phone, and you'd walk out with all kinds of, like, stupid extras. And, like, I fell into that trap once and was like, I'm never, I'm never going to let that happen ever again until tried out a tempered glass thing. And it worked, yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to this episode of the podcast um i'm martin joined as ever by james how's things james it's been a tough week of training everywhere heads so we managed to stick 12 and a half kilos on the squat nice nice yeah. so this is to go for it got back to the other value weight yeah yeah it's always a it's always a good a good number to uh to go for um, obviously, like thinking about thinking of like strength standards, double body weights like a real good metric of uh, heading in the right direction. Um, benching, what is it like one and a half times or one and a quarter times your body weight? Um, and deadlifting like at least two and a half times is like legit higher percentage of strong people on the planet. Um, so yeah. We did a podcast now a few months ago, so go mm, back and so go back and listen to that. Um, yeah, listen, listen to all of them and try and find it. <laughs> listen slash watch all of them and try and find it. Um, but yeah, no, that's decent. Um, we restarted rugby preseason training on Tuesday, um, and doing a big squat session on the Monday was a pretty terrible idea uh, for me. Um, because Tuesday was pretty brutal, and I'd also done like an accessory leg session on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, lots of lots of running, a little bit of ball work, a uh, little weight circuit, which was pretty disgusting. Um, and yeah, felt all right doing it, but yesterday morning 
There should be. <laughs> you'd have to, a union has to be out, like, mm. everyone get away before Christmas. Mm. So you'd see on the morning, they'd all stuff the face and just like eat as much as they could. Yeah. Just be weighing heavier. So, you can, so it looks like they've lost more weight. So they could, yeah. so you can go home and enjoy Christmas. Like, come back, like, they go over the same, I think they get put in fat camp and just get for Yeah. Like, like, one of the things that we've been doing is I'd actually written an off season protocol. For, uh, for quite a lot of the lads to stick to while there wasn't any rugby training because typically what happens is unless you bang into the gym like you, you go rugby training and that's it and a lot of lads could benefit from just doing some gym work throughout the year reduce a lot of injuries it'd get people fitter and stronger all that kind of stuff um, quite a lot of the, like basically floated the message out at the end of the season of uh, who fancies following a little program across the course of like six, seven weeks that we had for the off season. And unsurprisingly, the majority of lads that were following that generally performed better during like the, the pre-season, well, during that first pre-season session. Got another one tonight, which should be just as disgusting. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow morning, we'll see. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, um, on the subject of training, obviously it's something which I, w I would like to uh, think we're pretty well versed in. Um, obviously being full-time coaches, coaching people, and also practicing what we preach. What we wanted to do today is... I try and practice what I preach. As soon as I say it, as I do. To be fair, mate, I think I think you do a pretty good job of it. Like uh, saying, do X, X and Y outside of the gym, whilst also doing A, B, and C inside of it. So don't put yourself down. Don't put yourself down. We're all about the positivity today. That's what we're on. That's what we want to. That's what we want to go for today. All about the positivity. Um, so like today, what we wanted to do is go through a few pretty simple but highly effective ways of determining your ideal program because a lot of the time what happens is the classic bro thing or the classic man thing of I'm going to go to the gym and do shoulders and tries, I'm going to go to the gym and do chest and buys, I'm going to go to the gym and not do legs. <laughs> It's mostly like the, the beach and mirror muscles, isn't it? So mm. That's all you can see. That's all you can see. So chest, biceps, shoulders, and mm. like, like like that. Arms yeah. bent. Yeah. Run them out. <laughs> Carrying carpets. <laughs> but also, with that being said, there are much more optimal ways of training. So there's nothing wrong with a classic bodybuilding split. I don't think so. Push, pull, legs, in ge like generally speaking, um, going into not the chest, back, legs, shoulders, arms. Mm. On leg session, four up session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's also I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. It depends on depends on someone's goals. Now, some genetics, well, they can and genetically, have massive legs. You only see one session a week. Exactly, exactly. Um, the problems with that 
are with a classic body part split as opposed to like a push-pull legs. It's quite time intensive, which for a busy person. So obviously if you're gonna split up your <laughs> your sessions into an arm session and just do an hour of just arm exercises. I arm be short should have super seven but you have to so like mm. like chest where like you bench in climb bench in the flies. Exactly. Yeah, like, flies, dips, fucking all kinds dips. of all kinds of stuff like that. But it can wind up being pretty time intensive. So let's say that in general, we'd go for a chest session, a shoulder session, uh, an arm session, a core session, a leg session, and a back session. Yeah, abs and calves. Yeah, put them in the same one. Put them on the off days. Yeah, always optional. What you what you can do instead, instead of doing that, is literally change your thinking from I have to go to the gym and spend an hour on just doing chest to okay in this session I'm going to do chest and legs <laughs> now what that'll do is it'll take you six hours that you need to train a week down to three maybe four because you're taking those body parts and although there will be like some residual fatigue from doing like say a heavy heavy group of leg exercises there will be a little bit of fatigue in general it's not really going to affect your performance that much on chest exercises so depending on how much time you can actually invest into your training should be like the number one thing that you want to look for in what kind of training split you want to do that's like my opinion on that I mean I'm a big fan of doing, for the most of the week, doing whole body sessions, but focusing on like different aspects of mm. uh, different aspects of uh, fitness. So if you wanted to like split them up into like power, strength, Hitchby. yeah, Slash muscle Hitchby. building, endurance, like it could be that. All right, in session one, I'm going to do a lower body power exercise. Like maybe like a broad jump or something like that, or even like talking about like going even more specific, like uh, like a power clean, something like that, into a back squat for a strength exercise, into let's say shoulder press, yeah for shoulder sh sh for shoulder yeah for shoulder building, into uh, into maybe like an RDL for like three sets, of like fifteen for posterior chain endurance and that is like a super simple way of going rather than going i'm going to do it's like squat day or it's push day or it's pull day you, you're covering all your bases of the fitness that you want to work on now not everyone has to work on those particular ones but it would be helpful to overall have a good base of each one um i suppose that kind of comes back to the goals that people have if you want to generally be fit and strong probably start in a block with maybe some endurance work so you can build a good level of fitness is going to be a pretty good idea like spending four to six, yeah like four yeah. to six weeks of just generally getting your fitness up then going into like a I can't do it. Get training to train. 
Then going into like a, a phase of uh, muscle building. So like again, four to six weeks of um, hypertrophy. So aiming to build bigger muscles, bigger uh, muscles. Then going into like a little strength block. And that, if you spent six weeks on each one, it's six, 12, uh, what, 16? Eight, is it 18, 16? 18, 18 weeks, yeah, it's like, I was thinking of 10. Last week, I did a max. Uh, 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 it's not a barbell with coloured plates, so I'm, I'm fucked. Um, or oh, it's sevens. Pretty good with splitting things up into seven times table. Fucking nailed it. So that's a pretty, pretty straightforward way of going. Okay, I have X amount of time until this event. I know that I can do three weeks of GPP to get myself. And that's just, if, if you don't know what that means, it's just general physical preparedness. It's just generally becoming more active. Just general fitness, really, isn't it? Mm, general physical preparedness. Moving things, moving your body. Um, stuff that's going to be less specific to the thing that you want to perform. So you could say that the off-season program that I've done for the rugby boys, you'd probably call that a phase, an extended phase of general physical preparedness because it's it's very, it's far away from the type of fitness that we were doing at the rugby club. There's no rugby ball involved. So it's not as specific. There was also a lot of like literally uh, just getting getting them to do off feet conditioning. So no running machines, no running, nothing like that. Um, literally just trying to build an engine and a, a good sort of base of fitness to be generally more prepared for that first torturous preseason session. And obviously, the closer it got to that, the more stuff like sprints were included in it the more the more sort of like strength based exercises were included in it because uh, obviously they've been able to build that base in the first like couple of weeks of actually training of actually training in the gym um, and now it's getting onto a bit of a uh, like a strength block so while the focus for rugby is is higher Spending less time in the gym, but focusing on good quality is what we want to go for. So I think like probably num number one thing to think about is how many hours a week can you spare to train? Because if you want to do a body part split, but you can only realistically train for two hours a week, then you're going to need to fit a hell of a lot into those two hours if you're thinking of doing calves, quads, hammies, bum, back, core, shoulders, chest, arms, neck, neck, head. <laughs> shoulders, knees and toes. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to fit a hell of a lot into those times. So in terms of that, I would probably say that if you want to get some good quality work done and you can only spare two hours a week, then doing two really intense full body sessions that like obviously intensity is very it's 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 relative to the person what's intense for one person might be like a, a breeze for another so it's all about determining your starting level and just aiming to do something that's a just a little bit challenging just a little bit challenging for your first session and then your next session do something that's a little bit more challenging 
and then in your next session do something that's a little bit more challenging till eventually you're doing the thing that you thought was impossible and you're doing it pretty consistently that's in a nutshell how getting fitter and stronger that's how it works Simple. Yeah. Mm. It's it is very 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 simple, very straightforward, um, but it just takes a lot of brain power, and can sometimes feel like it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, it's not nothing fancy. There's no no tricks or gimmicks. It's just there's no shortcut. Mm. Yeah, patience, discipline. Those are the those are the keys. Just enjoying it as well. Mm. Enjoy the process. In terms of uh, like sort of sets, reps, load on a bar, so intensity, that kind of thing. That again is gonna come down to your it's goal. Relative, yeah. yeah um, it's hypertrophy. It's not what's most, most of the goal, isn't it? Like get bigger, look mm. naked. As long as you're taking a muscle close to failure, mm. to failure, then you will get bigger. Yeah. You're basically training it to adapt. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to grow back stronger. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a... The basic principle I've heard, you train until failure and then it'll grow back stronger. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I think like a pretty good, pretty good rule of thumb is obviously training to failure all the time can become a, a, a tad yeah, exhausting. Become <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so having like sticking to that principle and having so probably our powerlifting program is a pretty good example of it like it's um, basically the guys do uh, certain sets certain reps um, and then they have one one yeah every uh, every every four weeks so in week one they do an AMRAP that leads uh, where you're leaving like three or more reps in the tank so some people would get to like 20 and be like I could have kept going um, the next week it's keeping two reps in the tank the third week uh, keeping one to two reps in the tank the third week is keeping one rep in the tank and the last the last week is going to complete failure and the weight progressively gets heavier and heavier like week to week and then resets again and that's just a way of making sure that you're progressing because um, obviously you can measure that on the weight that's on the bar or with the number of reps that you're getting each week um, but yeah that that as a, as a principle is it's probably like a good foundation to aim for um, doing it all, you will you reach a point where doing it all the time is just gonna fuck you up <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's like an intense phase yeah yeah a week or two at most. A week, yeah, a, a week or two of taking certain exercises to failure, and then like switching them round. It's on like small body parts. Mm. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Imagine doing that. Like, imagine doing that for like twelve weeks. Like, yeah, imagine <laughs> twenty reps for our program. Mm. Oh yeah. Um. Have <laughs> you never done it before? No, it's um, it's good. Like LSUS. Mm. So it's like, uh, it's that ten five three one something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
That's like, a... Star League is TRMs for like the first two days. Mm. And then the bar sessions is like the volume work, but it's like five sets of ten, like eight percent of the. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've done done that as well. Pretty, it's intense. But if you have like a, a deep reason why you want to do it, I would guess that you did that when you were big into weightlifting. Yeah, because it's a weightlifting program. Yeah, <laughs> um, his name, Kendrick Farris. Mm. Like his, his program at the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it'll get you strong as fuck. Um, Tarim front squat is just not nice. <laughs> Followed by Tarim, like RDL and then. Mm. Tarim, clean deadlifts. My legs aren't working. Yeah. But yeah, deciding, keeping like a principle in mind, like uh, training to failure, if you want to get bigger, it will obviously help to help get you stronger as well, because the two can. They can kind of they can exist like sort of symbiotically. Um, like if you build a bigger muscle, the chances are it's going to get stronger as well. Mm. Um, so keeping like some guiding principles in mind is going to be useful. Uh, when we talk about like exercise selection, so the simplest way of doing it. The simplest way of doing it, where you where you don't actually employ a coach, is to split your training up into four or five exercises, and that's where you do a knee a knee dominant exercise, a hip dominant exercise, an upper body push, an upper body pull, some kind of core exercise or some kind of carry. Now the was that four or five? If I need you mean carry. Yeah, like you could do like a lunge, a squat, something like that. Like, like a yeah. single leg movement. In, in, like I'm, I'm talking about in like in general, so any kind of knee dominant. Like so, any kind of knee dominant exercise where like that's the main mover. So like a squat would you class as it like? Because you could go. When you think about it in that kind of classification, you'd go back squat, front squat, pause squat, tempo squat. <laughs> Um, fucking split squat, lunge, reverse lunge, Bulgarian split squat, all those kinds of things where the dominant sort of area that's moving is a knee. Like, that's the main thing that's the main joint that's being worked. So, you could go one session of barbell work where it's all. Um, it's all stuff like your knee exercises are all back squat, front squat, uh, pause squatting, tempo squatting, all that kind of thing. And your second session could be your knee exercises are made up of single leg stuff so that you're still getting the benefit of them. Of like you get the best of both worlds. So you get the strength work from sort of session one and the accessory work from session two. So, that's kind of what my train set up at the minute. Like, having those as like sort of the the guiding um, the guiding methods, I suppose you could call it. Because you in in that you could go, all right, on Monday I'm going to squat and bench, uh, do a single leg squat, uh, barbell back squat, uh, barbell bench press, single leg uh, Romanian deadlift, um, and a single arm dumbbell row 
and some kind of carries like a farmer's carry or a suitcase carry or fucking whatever it might be you'd go within the strength ranges for the first two exercises so generally speaking um, yeah yeah um and for the other ones you can go in the more hypertrophy slash endurance rep ranges so eight plus um obviously sets and reps doesn't matter a great deal as long as you're working hard as long as you're training with enough uh with sufficient effort that (laughs) that it feels like you're working you're generally going to be working pretty hard Um, then in session two you switch them round so you could go your strength exercises are the let's say the hinge deadlift and some kind of row or pull so it could be deadlifts and pull-ups um followed by a bulgarian split squat and like a dumbbell floor press um followed by some kind of core or carry exercise and if you can only split if you can only uh, spare two hours a week it's a pretty good way of um of going about doing things because in week in weeks one and two you can follow that then in week three you can switch things around a little bit so you could go session one okay i'm going to front squat and incline bench press you're still doing the exercises but you're adding like a bit of variation in there um then in session two you could go okay i'm going to i'm going to sumo deadlift and do a bent over row that's things that people get caught up in like if I can wear this right and what I'm thinking I'm at like the, you've got to do like the sessions have got to be within like that seven day period and I'm mm. actually longer yeah, 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 yeah so even if you've got two hours you can start three sessions but fair sessions are like done the next week mm. yeah, yeah yeah so you go one two three and you just um, the next time you train it's just the next thing yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's because <laughs> after like that seven day period so mm. after, like classic bodybuilders feel like Monday's chest just, day, yeah, day yeah 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 no, that that is. can stand beyond those seven days. It's just everyone's stuck on like so stuck on. Yeah, you know that, that's very very true. That's a very a very good point as well. Um, yeah, it it can so be. Like the cycle could be say ten days. That's like the block. Mm. Yeah. The next ten days is the next three sessions and. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, it's seven days. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's 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 very very true. That is very very true. Because time is a human construct. Yeah, yeah. It's all a lie. It's all what is what is time. It's all a lie. That's a very good good point. Like it doesn't have to be. You could pro- yeah, like you say, you could program in. You could even do four sessions a week, and it's um, across a fortnight. So like, you could even go as far as doing one strength exercise three sort of accessory exercises accessory like bodybuilding hypertrophy exercises whatever you want to call them um session one squatting session two's benching uh, then the next week session three is deadlifting session four is uh, yeah back to squat or like row or something like that some kind of like back dominant strength exercise um or even like like shoulder dominant strength exercise and but stick into that same principle um yeah, overall, again, probably to, to tag on to that point about time, um, a lot of people get caught up in uh, the concept of progressive overload, which, don't get me wrong, is very important. It's probably probably the most important thing 
to improve aside from getting good quality sleep and enough food but progressive overload doesn't mean that you have to do more this week than you did last week it just means that at some point you have to do more like so let's say let's say last week last week uh i actually started uh was it last week or the week before a couple of weeks ago anyway like i started doing power cleans again power cleans on a on a monday uh full cleans on a friday uh, just like strength and bodybuilding work in between uh, so like tuesday and wednesday uh would do a very light session on a tuesday and then on a wednesday would do a bit of strength work day off thursday uh friday back to cleans and squats again um for the first three weeks i didn't increase the weight on the power clean the back squat or the full clean on the friday back into the movement just got back into those movements because after not squatting for a while everything feels fucking heavy again um but the point of my last block of training was to build general fitness become a like a more durable uh athlete yeah like exactly exactly and so rather than rather than uh go yeah i need to bump it up in at least one set just did the same thing again it's exact same weights exact same sets and reps it was only monday actually bumped the weight up on everything because did a set and it felt it felt silly to be doing the same thing for like a, the third week on the run because it felt stupidly easy so just because there's a concept of progressive overload doesn't mean that that has to be done week by week or even session by session that's something for people who are pretty much brand new to the gym that's something that they should worry about more like if you've not trained for 10 years or if you're not trained for any amount of time you're probably going to be able to get away with doing a little bit more in every single session for the first sort of six six maybe eight months of that even if it's just a kilo on every exercise that you do doing a bit more is in every session is probably going to be possible for the first six months of your training beyond that you're probably going to want to look at weekly progressive overload and then beyond that you're probably going to want to look at like monthly or even every other month bumping things up because obviously as you get stronger and as you get fitter you need to do more to to get stronger and fitter so you need to build more you need to build more uh more strength you need to accumulate more kilos um you need to do more to get more my progress is every three weeks the minute Mm. i'll play every three weeks so I'm kind of far like a five, three, one. Kind Good like, solid protocol. It's like one week I'll be a heavy five, next week heavy three, mm. next week heavy single, and then I'm back to the fives, got an extra two or so kilos on. Decent, I like it. Got to love five, five, three, one. Like if it, um, five, three, one is one of them. Like I think the the book that I read was uh, five three one forever because you could literally follow it forever. Some variations, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like. Um, well, I don't like the four three deload. Like skip that. Mm. Sort of. 
you know, as and when I feel. Yeah, yeah. That's that's also a wise thing. I think that sometimes deload weeks, like pre-programmed in deload weeks, can be. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they might be needed, and it is best to just play play it by ear. And I remember, always can't remember who it was on Instagram. Always was research. Hmm. Another old Sam, something like that. Yeah. Like I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's like de- like deloads. Rather than do like a full body deload, sort of deloads how by feeling like by body part as well. Like one week you might deload squats, but still push every house. Yeah. Next week, like you deload deadlift or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good way of doing it. Um, For sure, it's a pretty good way of getting. It's a pretty good way of doing doing deloads for sure. And another thing with deloads is just because it's supposed to allow for recovery doesn't mean that it should be a piece of piss. Doesn't mean that it should be like super easy. Um, Like, uh, just as an effective deload would be, let's say you'd got to the point where you were doing five by fives and you were super fucking tired. Um, you were feeling like mega fatigued. There'd be nothing wrong with keeping the weight the same and just doing two sets of five as the deload week because you're just re- reducing your overall volume, which is what the aim of a deload week should be, really. Yeah. It's not to like do nothing, although some people would call a deload week doing nothing. It's like a the poorest form of a deload week. There's a time place for those deload weeks though. Mm. Yeah. Drives like, the time odds to be lower, lower volume. Mm. Yeah. Tends yeah. to be still high. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um Alright, what else can we talk about here? Because I think that you know what, this would be a gold mine for me like fifteen years ago. <laughs> just have to still record it. Yeah we're still good. Still going. <laughs> what time are we on there? 34 minutes. Sam, we'll, we'll wrap this up in a minute. So what have we covered there? Yeah, so number one thing, uh, how often can you train? Um, it's probably going to be pretty important. If if the program that you want to follow doesn't marry up with the amount of time that you can train, then get that idea out of your head. So your goals as well, mm. and what they are. Yeah. Um, so your program. They determine what you should be doing. Anything less than like three sessions a week should probably be following some kind of full body session or at the very least push pull legs is probably a pretty good pretty good way of going about things like something super simple um training to failure can be a a useful guiding principle for getting stronger and building muscle as well um if you're brand new to the gym or you're brand new to training you'd probably want to consider going through like a pretty general uh, phase of training where you just get in and move and then the further in you get the more specific you become with the type of stuff that you want to do um, try and have a good bit of variety to start with so thinking of like uh, a variety of different exercises like uh, like we mentioned before so like get good at back squat front squat pause squatting tempo squatting um as like a way of getting used to actually squatting with some some load building strength in in slightly different uh slightly different uh times under tension and slightly different positions as well um don't neglect your single leg and single arm stuff um do your core work do your carries all that kind of thing 
um, and what else? Deload when you when you feel when you're feeling very fatigued, but that doesn't mean that you should just have like a super easy week. Keep the intensity pretty high, but just drop a bit of volume. Like one heavy set is probably enough to maintain the strength that you've built. That's most of what. Uh, that's where most of your progress will come from is training with enough effort and enough intensity to actually see adaptations um rest and recovery try and sleep as much as you can try and eat for your goal um obviously if you want to lose fat you need to be in a deficit um and yeah i think that's about it as a point on that last thing that i've just said if you want to be if you want to lose body fat you need to be in a deficit head to the link that's going to be below uh, and that'll link you to a five-day completely free uh, workshop where we aim to make fat loss really understandable giving you some effective advice uh, guiding principles uh, and strategies to accelerate your fat loss and get you the results that you want it's five days completely free so head to that link down below um, but also we will soon be sharing the link for these t-shirts which if you watched last week's episode yeah if you watched last week's episode <laughs> Spread. If you watched last week's episode, you'll have heard the sad news about uh, one of our members and friends, one of our friends and members, uh, Shivy, who sadly died after becoming uh, poorly at home a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're going to be selling these t-shirts and there's going to be a link to them very, very soon. Um, all the profits are going to be going to a memorial fund that's been set up, which is going to aim to help kids uh, from disadvantaged uh, backgrounds and families uh, get involved in sports and physical activities um, and all that kind of thing because it was something that was quite close to her heart um, and yeah the link to that will be uh, be live very very soon and we'll see you in the next one bye